Hello, and welcome to the Five Core Life Podcast with Will Moore, founder of More Momentum. On today's episode, host Will Moore sits down with Eric Young, the flexible dieting coach around caloric baselining. Eric discusses how to live the 80-20 lifestyle, where you can still enjoy the fun foods, how to find your baseline caloric intake and burn, as well as how you can adjust that moving forward and, quote, reverse dieting. Go ahead in the comments before we get into the episode, share what you think caloric baselining is, or if you've tried it, let us know how it went. And if you're not on YouTube, then go to your favorite social media platform at More Momentum and reach out to us and tell us what you think caloric baselining is. Of course, wherever you're listening or watching, please go ahead and pound that subscribe button so you get notified when new episodes air every week. Are you ready to fire on all cylinders? If so, let's go. Everyone has the same five core areas of their life that ultimately determine how happy they'll be. Unfortunately, most of us have developed failure habits in each, and it's Will Moore's mission to help replace those with success habits to maximize momentum. After exiting his business for a combined nine-figure sum, Will learned it's not just about becoming an entrepreneur of your career, but an entrepreneur of the most important business you'll ever run, your life. And to crush it in your life, requires firing on all cylinders in your five cores by continually taking action, building habits, and maintaining balance in each. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being here. So Eric of Young of The Body Shop, nutritional coaching, personal training extraordinaire. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, about yourself, what, what it is you do, what you help people with. And this all ties into, obviously, the physical health core, which is so huge because it ties to the mind, the body, they're connected. You got to make sure you're building that positive momentum. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, mind, body, soul, man. I'm, I'm all about that for sure. Um, yeah, so, so what I do is I put meal plans together based off of what clients want. So I, I try to get away from just having clients eat clean or eat healthy. Obviously, you know, we, we take health as a factor. So we do 80% whole food and then 20% fun food. So we, we basically put together meal plans based off of what clients want and what they like. And then we build that to their wants and needs. So it's specifically just tailored to them. So they just don't feel restricted. Um, I think that's the biggest part of what I do is just having clients not feel restricted because when you feel restricted and someone gives you a plan that's just, you know, all chicken and veggies and just super right. just bland and boring, then you're not going to want to stick to that. And that's not sustainable. So, right. yeah. So just giving people these plans that are sustainable is really what this is about. So, um, so yeah. Love that. So, yeah, I mean, to me, I was just talking before you got on. Um, it's funny. I actually used 80 to 80. I said people, somebody asked me what my, my, my eating routine was and I said 80 to 85% stuff that's you know I know I should be eating and that but still to reduce the friction you know I've I've picked things that taste good to me even though right. they're good for you right and, and at first there's always that like your body going ah well this isn't this is too this is healthy this isn't the same as a Dorito but then it's like yeah. okay for me it's like mixed nuts or you know or, or or berries or you know stuff that still tastes really sweet and good um but maybe not quite as good as that ice cream, but then over yeah. time, you know, you start to adapt to that and your body starts liking that even more than the bad stuff, because not only does it taste just as good, but you know, it's, it's doing good for you. 
And yeah. so, yeah, I love that your plan incorporates kind of that philosophy of, you know, don't just try to say here, this is what you need to eat because right. people are going to resist that, but more, okay, what do you, what do you personally like to eat? What are the things that you love? Let's build a plan around that. Yeah. And, and then the other aspect of it is, you know, in order to lose weight, you have to be in a caloric deficit. And usually that's about a 500 calorie deficit. So a lot of people think they can just eat healthy and eat clean and be able to see changes and lose weight. And maybe they will right off of the bat. But once their body adapts to that, that becomes their new maintenance. So, I mean, you hear people all the time say, oh, I'm or females specifically, like I'm eating 1200 calories. Uh, I'm not losing weight. I like, you know, bust my ass at the gym and I don't see changes. And that's usually why it's just, you know, you, you have to be in that deficit. And what people don't understand is that once your body adapts to what you're doing, that becomes your maintenance. So you're no longer in that deficit. And then you're not seeing changes in your physique because you're just eating that 1200 calories to maintain. So there's definitely a lot that goes into this when I'm putting plans together based off of, you know, you have to see how much food people are eating before. You can't just give them a, a meal plan based off of where you think they should be at. Like you need to know how they eat, if they're eating high carbs, low carbs, and then you kind of know where to start them at and really just put the plants together so they can enjoy what they're eating. Nice. So let me ask you this. Is there a way to actually determine kind of how many calories on their own that they're burning so that like you can incorporate that in sort of like you say, okay, well, this is what you're eating and this is how many calories you're burning. This is how many you're eating. And so we're going to build it around that. Or is it, is it impossible to know exactly how many calories that they're burning each day? Uh, I mean, you, you know, having, a, having like a Fitbit or Apple watch that will tell you, but really the, the thing that people don't understand is like food, your body adapts to the amount of food you're eating. Your body also adapts to the amount of activity that you currently do. So if you're the person that eats 1800 calories a day and you work out five days a week and that's what you normally do, then the, the working out aspect of that is, is pretty much irrelevant to me. I'm not even going to, I mean, I'll touch on that, but I'm not going to manipulate anything they're doing activity wise because their body's already used to them working out five days a week. So right. what I'm doing is I'm just putting the plans together based off of what their current cal uh, caloric maintenance is. And then I'm either adding food or taking food away, depending on what their maintenance is at. So normally like they would do like a three day journal of food and then I would put together and see how many calories they're eating, what their proteins, carbs, and fats are. And then from there, that's what I would use to put their plans together, not specifically taking their um, activity into account because they've already been doing that for you know months on end. They always work out five days a week. So that's kind of irrelevant to what I'm trying to do if they're just trying to drop body fat. Got it. Yeah. So it's all very specific to the individuals, which makes sense. And I think you definitely have more success that way. But for, for the people that are listening, for people that might not, you know, be going specifically to you to get to get this, you know, exact treatment for it, is there, uh, you know, just in general, some tips and some 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 things to live by and follow that they can help kind of improve their journey as they move forward? For sure. I mean, I, I like what you said about 80, 80 for 85% is what you stick to. So I, I do 80% whole food, 20% fun food. Uh, I always like to make sure that every client has in uh, some type of um, healthy fats each day, a full serving of healthy fats. So that would be like an ounce of nuts, 
four ounces of avocado or two tablespoons of peanut butter. I always make sure every plant has that. And then one fruit a day as well. Um, okay. Those are kind of the, 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 the guide that I live by here when I'm making these plans. Um, but for, yeah, for the, just the everyday person, your best bet is just to try to find out how much food you're currently eating. Because if you don't know what your maintenance calories is, then you're pretty much just shooting in the dark. So I like to use my fitness pal or use some type of uh, macro or calorie tracking app where you would just journal your food for like three or four days. And then once you have a baseline, that tells you what your maintenance calories are at. And then if you want to try to lose body fat, then that means you need to eat less than what your maintenance calories are at. Usually it's around 500. So if um, a typical person, a typical female uh, puts their, um, their food in on my fitness pal for three days, let's say they average 1700 calories. If they're looking to lose body fat, then that means they would need to eat 500 calories less than what that 1700 calories. So they would need to eat 1200 in order to see changes with their physique and in order to see that body fat come off. Got it. Okay. And do you primarily focus on reduction in body fat or, and, or do you also work on building, um, body mass, like lean mass? Yeah, it, it, there's, there's a lot of different, uh, opinions on this. You can talk to 10 different coaches. They'll tell you 10 different things, but in my experience, it's very hard to build muscle and lose fat at the same time. You know, like when you're, when you're trying to build muscle, you're, you should be in a caloric surplus, which means you should be eating more than what your body's used to. Um, so when you're in that surplus, it makes it hard to lose weight because, or lose body fat because you're feeding yourself more food than what your body's used to. So usually when I do this, it's more along the lines of, are we trying to build mass? And if we are, let's add calories and let's consistently add calories over a period of time. Or if they're just trying to lose body fat, then let's reduce calories for you know, four to six weeks. And then from there, depending where they're at, if we can take away more food, we will. If not, then we need to start adding food back in because we can only take them so low in food, obviously. Right. Yeah. So, so let me address that when you say, um, I mean, I understand in terms of like, it's hard to lose weight and gain um, body mass at the same or muscle at the same time. However, I, when I think back to when I used to, to work out like religiously like and i mean i was eating anything in sight and the muscle and I, but i was going to the gym and, and yeah. doing heavy heavy workouts every day um but the fat was still coming off uh but but i but my my but because i was burning so many calories lifting and you know was, was building the muscles the muscles were growing and the fat was staying lean obviously i think part of that is when you're younger it's it's easier yeah for that um i mean what is your take on on that yeah i, I think for sure for, for men we, we we can do that but it really just depends on the body type honestly you know everybody's body is made up differently it's all the same but you have that either you're like you're an endomorph or ectomorph and you have that body type some people can just do that i mean i have clients that put on muscle and lose body fat at the same time but just in my opinion that's not the normal that's not the norm you know but obviously when we're younger our metabolism is good you know, when we're in that, you know, 18 to 25 range, you're definitely more, you know, you're more, you're, you're more to see that happen when you're younger, but just as we're getting older, it just, it becomes a lot harder to put on that muscle and lose body fat at the same time. But just, again, it kind of just comes down to, it's all very situational and depends on the person. Um, some people do see that. And even now I see people that are in their mid thirties that are still putting on muscle and burning fat, but it's just, 
it's very few and far between. You definitely shouldn't expect that in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. So, you know, for somebody that, you know, for you, so for your average person, um, obviously it's different for men and for men and women, men are going to burn more calories than women. And, and do you actually, in terms of that workout regimen and, and what they're eating, does that change? Like you had the 80 to the 20%, is that the same for men and women or across the board? Or is it like men, you do it one way, women, you do it a different way. Uh, well, I mean, the, the way that I put the plans together are different because men need more protein for sure. So that aspect of it's different, but the 80%, 20% whole food to fun foods, that's just the same across the board. Like I, I just, for me, it's just, it's not about the food. I mean, food is food. And again, you can talk to a lot of different people. They'll tell you different things, but I just, I, I try to live by the sustainability aspect and, and really like what good is it to lose 20 pounds if you're, you know, just going to gain it back because you're eating, you know, a, a very restricted. And that's why I really just try to stick to the 80% whole food, 20% fun food. Um, you know, like you don't want people to feel bad after eating some sweets or eating treats and things like that. You should just enjoy that. And it's just part of life. You know, everything we do revolves around food. Like if it's social events or meetings or whatever, like there's going to be food there and there's probably going to be some treats. So like my whole goal in this is just to try to get people in a better spot with food so they don't look at food as good or bad. And, you know, if they want to have those pancakes for breakfast, they can, but they need to know that they need to eat less carbs later in the day to make up for those carbs and the pancakes they had for breakfast. It's just all about balance, man. Just trying to balance everything out with food. Yeah. Well, that answers BGS as what type of foods are best to eat in the morning. So, right. I mean, it just, it all depends. I mean, obviously there's the ideal foods to eat. Like yes. I said, that 80% in the whole foods. And I want to talk about those types of foods in a second. But then, yep. as you said, just to this point, um, you know, if you really want to have that 20% be in the morning, then you can eat the pancakes, the bacon, or whatever. But then you yeah. need to, 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 to make sure that you stay on track and eat, eat that good 80% the rest of the day in, in our exercise. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then just, yeah. So you're balancing out. If you have those carbs for breakfast where you're having the pancakes with the syrup, then we know that's going to be, you know, 80 to hundred carbs. So if your carb goal is only 150 for the day, that means you need to cut back your carbs later in the day. So, you know, it's, it's not ideal because then you're just eating protein and veggies, but at least you got to have your pancakes in the morning and still be on track. Yeah. Well, and, and another, like you were saying, everybody's different, everybody. So what would you say to somebody who is a big dinner eater? I'm a, I, I that's me. Like I, I would, I eat very small breakfasts. It's just, I should say my nature is to, I mean, I, I yeah. force myself and I've gotten in the habit of, of switching that a bit, but if left to my own devices, I, I kind of, and my dad was this way. So it's a genetic thing. I think, um, you know, I, I'm not a huge lunch varies, but dinner, it's like, I'm all in, yeah. you know, is, but would you say that, you know, in general, you don't want to put your, that 20%, the bad stuff at dinner because it's later in the day and you're not going to burn as many calories the rest, or is that okay to do? No, it's, it's, it's totally fine to do because you're still burning calories all day. So, I mean, if you're, you know, even if you're not active, you still have a metabolic rate where you're burning calories at rest. So it doesn't matter if you eat more of your food later at night, even if it's like the, the 20%, you can, it doesn't matter if you eat that in the morning or the night, you're still, still burning calories during the day. You're still burning calories as you sleep. So really it, it all ends up evening out for the day regardless, just based off of how many calories you're burning total for the day. 
Um, I have a lot of clients who do intermittent fasting and they, they enjoy that. It works well for their schedule or they just like you kind of just light eaters during the day and they want to eat more at night. So same with that. It, it doesn't matter. Even if you're eating the majority of your food in that, you know, from two to eight, it doesn't matter that you're doing that because you're still burning those calories at night. When you're sleeping, you're still burning the calories during yeah. the day. So really, in my opinion, I don't think that really has any effect on, on weight loss at all. Well, that's good to know. I think that's a myth that a lot of people, you know, you've been told kind of your whole life, like you want to load up on breakfast and eat right. more, less and less throughout the day. So that's good to know that your system still works. Yeah. Don't eat carbs at night. That's what I say. I have clients. Uh -oh. we just, you just cut out. You just cut out for a oh, second. What just repeat what oh, you just said. Sorry about that. You said don't um, eat carbs at night is a myth. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eating carbs at night, uh, not eating them is definitely a misconception. Uh, I have the majority of my clients, they want some type of dessert after dinner. Maybe they want some type of snack, some type of dessert. Maybe it's chocolate covered almonds. Um, you know, maybe it's a skinny cow ice cream sandwich, whatever that is, as long as they, um, they compensate earlier in the day and that's built into their plans, then they can easily have that ice cream sandwich after dinner or have, you know, that glass of wine or whatever it is that they enjoy. Um, again, we want to keep this sustainable. So, um, so yeah, you can totally do that. There's no, um, you know, that's definitely a misconception eating carbs at night that you can't do that. Good to know. Good to yes. know. I, mean, I hope yes. everybody's listening to that. Yes. Um, so, uh, we have a question here. She's asking, can you go in depth about calorie deficit while breastfeeding and how do you add, go about adding calories back in? Yeah. Yeah. So I will, for sure. I have a lot of clients that are nursing and yeah. So, um, so basically you don't want to go under 1800 calories if you're nursing. That's just, that's general across the board. What most doctors will tell you is basically 1800 calories. If you go less than that, then your milk supply is going to drop off. So um, if you're trying to lose weight and you are nursing, then you have to start off by slowly adding food in for a couple months if you're going to continue nursing. So if you're already eating 1800 calories, you would add in 80 to 100 calories every week or every other week for a couple months. Then that means your maintenance calories will be higher around 25 to 2600. Then you can start pulling that 500 calories back to lose weight while still breastfeeding. But it's just, if you go under 1800, your milk supply will drastically drop and that's not gonna be effective. So yeah, you have to start off. It's hard because most women can't eat that much food. Um, so just trying to get women to eat more food during the time that they're nursing is tough, but you can definitely do it, but you just, you're going to have to get calories up to 25 or 2,600, and then you start pulling food back and that's how you'll be able to still lose while breastfeeding. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. My wife, so, so we got a 19 month old and she definitely went through that and she was loving it. She's like, woohoo. Cause she could, you know, she was just eating anything and everything and right. wasn't gaining any weight. But you know, I, you know, my, what I'm always talking about is, and I'm sure you, you know, you talk about with your clients, it's all about the habits that you get. So you got to be careful, right? You don't want to just get in that habit of loading up. Like you got to be aware, like you said, and then you start decreasing that, like, don't just go all in and then be like, Oh, I'm fine. And then all of a sudden, like, those you're not breastfeeding you're not burning those calories but you're in that habit of just eating the yeah. majority of, of naughty foods we'll call them so yeah which are yeah go ahead no i was gonna say yeah with, with nursing you're burning way more calories so if you just finished nursing and you're already still eating 23 or 2400 calories or more then you definitely have to taper that back because you're not nursing you're not burning those extra calories so 
you kept eating the same, you would definitely see an increase in weight for sure. So here's a question. And then I want to ask you last question about the whole foods part. Remind me, yeah. Um, yeah. how long from Soledad, how long do you do 1200 calories before your body starts thinking it's maintenance? If I went from 1800 to 1200, for example. Yeah. Um, regardless, your, your body is going to adapt. It usually takes three to four to five weeks. It really depends on the person, but normally when I start pulling food back, I do higher calorie days and lower calorie days. I don't just start them at, I don't just have them go from 1800 to 1200. I normally will give them um, some higher calorie days at 1800 and then lower calorie days at, at like 1300, since that would be a 500 calorie deficit. Uh, I would start off doing one higher calorie day and then one low calorie day and just cycle that way for a couple weeks. And then I would go two lower calorie days and then one higher calorie day and kind of just slowly just keep adding those lower days. If you go right from 18 to 12 or right from 18 to 13, you're not going to lose as much weight over like the longevity part of that. You'll lose weight right off the bat, but then you're going to plateau quicker. So normally you want to give yourself higher calorie days and then lower calorie days when you're trying to put yourself in that deficit. Um, but in general, if you're at that 1200 calories and you stop seeing changes, then you have to start adding food back in slowly because it'll be pretty hard to maintain your physique at 1200 calories. Very good. Thank you. Good answer. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then oh, we'll take one more and then we'll, we'll go to the other question that I had. What if you're already, if you're already living on 1200 calories from amazingly uh, a day and intermittent fasting and still want to lose weight, is it safe to drop lower in calories? Definitely not. If you're, if you're doing activity, you need, you can't go any lower than 1200. Um, that, that's the thing with intermittent fasting. It's just intermittent, intermittent fasting will work until it doesn't, right? Like if you're used to eating a lot of food and then you start intermittent fasting, then you're going to see changes right off the bat. But then once you plateau, then you're in that situation where you're only eating 1200 and now you're maintaining. So no, I, I would never, some situations I'll go lower than that, but you'd have to drop calories by 500, which if you're eating 12, that's gonna put you at 700. And that's just, it's just not enough food. Like you, you can't get enough healthy foods that's at that many, that amount of calories. So uh, to answer your question, if you are at 1200 and that's where you're maintaining, there's nothing else to do but reverse diet. And that is slowly adding in food over a period of time to get your maintenance calories from 1200 to 17 or 1800. And then once you get there, then you can start back and taking food away and start trying to lose that weight. But you're not going to do that if you're already at 1200 and that's where your maintenance is. Got it. Yeah. She's asking what's a good book or resource to learn more. I and mean, that's, that's, that, mm, what that's is your favorite question? Um, honestly, like I, I've learned this just over the last 11 years of coaching. Um, there's a couple, there's a few books that I can recommend, but I'd have to send those to you. I don't have them off the top of my head. Okay. But, but you can always just look up, just Google reverse dieting. And then you'll see, you'll, you'll see a lot of information for free, um, just from people that have wrote blogs and, um, and things like that. So I would just Google reverse dieting information, and then you'll be able to find that stuff out. Perfect. And real quick, give me your, your hand, your Instagram handle. I realized I didn't have it. Oh yeah. yeah. My name is, it's the flexible.dieting.coach. So the flexible.dieting.coach. There's a lot of people Coach. that do the flexible dieting. So yeah, make sure to put the dots. So people can there. see, right. People can see, I can't see it for some reason, but they can probably see it. So if they want to follow you and learn more. Um, yeah. And then, so my last question, yeah, just the, when you say whole foods, so you said, you know, you can do this 80, 20, 
whole foods versus something called fun foods. Uh, yeah. what, what do you mean by whole foods? Yeah, whole foods, just just whole foods. So I mean, any any type of protein, um, you know, if it's chicken, turkey, beef, salmon, uh, I try to limit beef to, you know, maybe a few days a week. But yeah, just eating whole foods as in whole, whole nutritious foods, um, rice, beans, quinoa, of course, veggies, potatoes. I mean, just anything that's just- So basically not processed. Foods, not processed what foods. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, I'll do 80% whole foods, which are non-processed. And then I'll do 20% fun foods. And that again, could be anything from desserts to, um, you know, pretzels with hummus, pretzels with chocolate, uh, you know, all the desserts, any of that good stuff, as long as you're, you know, fitting that into your caloric intake for the day, it's not going to hinder your weight loss. If you're eating some chocolate every single night. Love it. Yeah. Well, Eric, thank you, man. This has been very informative. I really yeah. appreciate all the info. Every time I have a nutritional expert on here, I always learn a little bit more um, than I definitely did today. So yeah, thank you, yeah. my man. Yeah, you got it, man. I appreciate you having me on for sure. Yeah, and we'll, we'll keep in touch. And um, so we'll cut these videos up. We'll have little snippets that we'll add to our page. We'll tag you um, and you know, go on our podcast. And thank you for helping the world build some positive momentum. In their yes, sir. That's uh, that's the goal, man. That's the goal. We're all in that same goal to just try to inspire people and teach people to live a normal life and enjoy life. And um, yeah, man, I thank you again for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yep. Right on, brother. We'll talk awesome. soon. Talk to you okay. soon. Thanks. Thanks. That's it for today's episode of the Five Core Life Podcast with Will Moore, founder of More Momentum. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have not already, please make sure to subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you are listening or watching this so that you get notified when new episodes air every week. And if you've not joined the Five Core Life Facebook group, I encourage you to join that and see what all of the fuss is about. There's some awesome content designed to get your momentum going, including a monthly giveaway to win a complimentary coaching call with the Will Moore. The Facebook group is currently the only place to get Will's dedicated attention on your five core journey. If you're feeling stuck or just want someone to cheer you on, then that is the place you need to be. There's nothing like a community of people on the same journey to get you fired up, kicking butt, and taking names. So come join us. Get moving. Gain momentum. Join the movement. Join Emmett by going to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your five cores. 